people. Uh, today I am with uh, my dear friend, Miss Jen Huddleston. Jen, hello. Hello. How are you doing this fine day? Excellent. It is a good day. Okay. Well, um, Jen, <laughs> for, first, why don't you just tell people what do you do for a living? Yeah. Uh, so I'm in human resources. I'm the manager of, of that department. And uh, so I, I uh, as, as my father-in-law would say, I'm the complaint department. Um, but thankfully, I'm in a really great company. And uh, I help employees through different things. And especially right now through the many changing times that we're in. Um, yeah. So I, I hire people. I um, help work through investigations, legal things, all different stuff. Well, one of the things uh, that, that, that I know about you is that you love to care for people. So it's, it's great yeah. that you're able to care for people yet uh, and provide them systems and processes so that they can really grow and be well cared for. So uh, that's wonderful. I'm going to get back to that here in a second. But uh, So okay. first, tell us where you're uh, from. Um, tell us about your family, and we'll go with, it, go with there first. Okay. Um, I grew up in... Uh, kind of the Spartanburg area, and then really here in Rock Hill um, from middle school up. Um, it didn't really go away for college or anything, so I stayed in the area, went to Winthrop, and uh, actually finished my degree at Pfeiffer University in Charlotte. Um, so grew up around the area, um, family, um, my in-law, Gary and Hope Huddleston, uh, my my folks, Dan and Kathy Mast, are around. I've got a brother um, and his family, uh, three, uh, two two nieces, one nephew, and uh, and then my own family immediate is uh, Daniel, my husband, and then my three girls, Hannah, Chloe, and Lily. Uh, does uh, Charlie and I get mentioned? Oh yes, yes. We have Charlie is our English bulldog, which. I never thought I'd love a dog so much. Um, <laughs> he is a he is amazing. Uh, and then we have a cat named Tigger, a hamster named Snowflake, and two bunnies, Coco and Buttercup. Okay, okay. Um, well, uh, <laughs> Jen, tell us uh, your story of faith. How did the Lord uh, call you to Himself? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I've thought about this. I've thought about this a lot, um, and it, you know, there's such there's no better time to look back than when you're going through trials and tough times. Um, as Daniel and me always say, you only look back to give God glory. And I'm so thankful for his ministry um, in me, through me, sanctifying me. Um, I came to the Lord when I was nine. Um, I gave my life to the Lord. I'm really excited. My mom says that that was a major turning point. Um, and even my personality uh, at that time, and uh, more of an outward focus and less of an inward focus, which she really helped drive in my life um, growing up. And um, when I was 10, um, I was uh, abused by my step-grandfather. And so had that in my life and really struggled with a lot of different things there. My dad went back to college. I wasn't around a lot for a few years trying to finish a degree. I'm so proud of him for doing that at that point in his life. But um, that definitely 
had some challenges to it. Um, and I didn't have the best relationship with, um, guys in my life going forward. Um, I really struggled with that through, uh, middle school and high school and into college. Um, and you know, the whole time walking with the Lord, but really struggling with that relationship. Um, I was, um, I was actually, I was raped when I was 19 and it took, took about, I think it's six, eight months before I actually shared it with anybody. Um, and it's, uh, it's definitely a part of my story because it's something that the Lord has used to just continue to mold me and bring me so ever more close to him, reliant on him. Um, you know, I, I know I cannot do anything apart from him. Um, and so I don't look at that as I'm a victim. I look at it as a part of my story, um, not something that defines me. And then, uh, I've gotten to ministry. I did youth ministry for five years at um, a church here in town. And um, I really struggled uh, a couple years into that. I was there for five years. And a few years into that, I really got into postmodernism. Uh, I started to question a lot of things. I became very critical of the church. Um, to be honest, a lot of sin in my life that I wasn't admitting to and dealing with. And, um, yeah, I ended up uh, really straying from the Lord. Um, uh, I got to the place that I was sitting at our dining room table um, one night with my dad and my mom, uh, arguing yet again about theology and doctrine, which I love both very deeply. And uh, my dad looked at me, and I think out of pure frustration, he said, you know, Jen, you might as well be an atheist and just walk away. Just walk away. And I thought, gosh, I don't. I don't think I'm that bad. I mean, I don't think I'm ready to walk away. And um, the Lord really used that point in my life to, to catch my attention. I knew something had to change. I knew that um, some things needed to, to be different. Um, I decided that I was going to leave ministry at that time, probably within a few months of that conversation, that I needed to step away from the church and the relationships that I, were, that I was in. Um, and that's, that's when the Lord brought Daniel into my life, uh, my husband. And so um, theology and doctrine is what we talked about all the time. It's because I, I love that. And so we just got to really just walk down that road and, and talk about um, reestablishing what is true, that it's not uh, relevant, that it is there is truth to be grasped, there is truth to stand on, um, and, you know, and that was just the Lord used him to soften my heart and bring me back to him. And uh, in the process, I ended up falling in love with him. And we were married and have a couple of kids now. So it's a good day. Yeah. Well, pra praise God. Um, well, let me kind of maybe take a step back and just um, if someone's listening to this podcast and maybe has kind of been through what you've been through and have dealt with abuse and um, what would you say that some of the things that kind of helped you um, uh, kind of work through that? Uh, I know that's something that you never fully work through, that it may always be there, but what are some things that have been anchors uh, in your life and your uh, processing mm -hmm. that that has kind of helped persevere, yeah. give you perseverance? Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the most um, turning, the biggest turning point for me was a Bible study I did with a lady in a church, and it was 10 weeks long, and 
um, what it did was regrounded um, scripture in my life. It, it, it literally went through the Lord's characteristics uh, that he is trustworthy, that he is faithful, that he is loving, that he is good, um, just some basics. Because I think so often we compare um, the Lord to humans. And we think, oh, well, humans hurt me. People hurt me. So the Lord's going to hurt me. Uh, he's not trustworthy because I can't trust anybody else, right? And so I think when we truly take our eyes away from the circumstance and focus that on the Lord, that he puts that foundation there that allows us to to be sure, to be steady, to be firm and grounded that he is who he is and he is not like us. And I think that has been, that's been a real rock for me throughout my entire um, life with the Lord of just that walk with him. Amen. Amen. Um, well, you, you, you and Daniel love doctrine and love theology, right? Yeah. Uh, who are some of your favorite theologians? Oh, uh, I love Sproul. Um, uh, Wayne Gruden was really big for me when I first picked up systematic theology. I, I thought, I thought I was just going to go, um, it, it had a pattern. It made sense. I, I loved reading it. And, um, I love, uh, I love listening to John MacArthur. Um, Jim Boyce is another one I listened to. Um, Yeah. Uh, now you uh, were at church uh, with um, uh, Daniel and your family and uh, Gary and Hope and your mom and dad for a brief time at Fellowship Baptist Church, uh, and then God mm-hmm. kind of took that church and kind of brought um, Fellowship over to Park. Maybe maybe explain yeah. your process. Maybe one, what was the blessing of being part of that community, um, and then mm-hmm. how did you see God move um, and work in the merger? Yeah, yeah. Um, fellowship was a sweet time for us. Um, for me, it was really a time of healing. It was a time for me to um, be poured into when I had been poured out so much. Um, it was a time where I just got good, solid doctrine and teaching uh, and love and care from that body. Uh, so many older women in that body and being a young mom with a whole bunch of newborn babies and working full time of just having that encouragement from them and them saying these days will will be behind you and you'll you'll persevere through them and the Lord's gonna sustain you. I just I can't imagine um not having that as a young mom. I'd encourage our older saints to encourage our young our young moms in our church for that of, you know, we have Bible study on Saturdays and I might've sat there and cried the entire time because I was so overwhelmed and tired. And, um, that was a sweet time. And just being with family, um, in ministry, it has its challenges, but it also has its blessings. And so I'm very thankful for that time. Um, I'd say the merger has been, um, just such a blessing for our family across the board Um, you know, probably a year before that happened, we just started praying and asking the Lord to do a work, to do something, uh, that we wanted to be used. Uh, we didn't know what that looked like. We didn't know how that would, 
uh, workout logistics and things like that. We just kept praying. And I remember a few months after coming to park, um, uh, me and Daniel, and we still say this to this day, um, the Lord just gives us so much more than we ever asked for. He, he cares infinitely more than we care. You know, the, the care for Gary and hope that we wanted, um, the involvement that we wanted to see them be able to have and, and used and continued to be used and um, the opportunities that we've had to be able to be used and loved and, and serve the body has just been um, such a gift for our family. Amen. Well, I'll tell you this. I am so thrilled that uh, Daniel and Jen Huddleston are part of Park Baptist Church. Uh, you are dear, dear friends. Yeah, too. Um, and, but I tell you what, I hear uh, this all the time. I'll be talking to uh, especially our college students and our young professionals, mm. and I'll hear, well, I, I talked to Jen. Oh, hey, I went over to talk to <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, I was meeting with Jen the other day over coffee, and like it just seems <laughs> like the Lord has used your love for doctrine and theology and for people to truly care for people, to pour yourself out uh, to others. And I think that you know, one of the things that we want to be is hospitable and not just hospitable mm. with our home, which you guys are, are, are very, uh, very clear that you do that, but hospitable in your person, right? You want to be approachable mm. and warm and, and by God's grace, he has mm. used you in that way. So I'm so grateful how mm-hmm. the Lord's hand has blessed Park through you. Um, Amen. Uh, you know, you were kind of in ministry for a while. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, now you're, um, uh, a, a woman in a kind of a, a very uh, important job at your company, right? Um, mm-hmm. So women and leadership has always been kind of something that you have had to think through uh, carefully. Maybe mm-hmm. just some, what are some thoughts that you kind of, maybe you'd have to share about, you know, um, your process and thinking through your role as a, as a, as a woman in the church and in, in corporate America? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say um, if I even went back maybe seven years, um, I would say that you, you would have met a different, uh, maybe a little bit different of an approach, um, very um, aggressive, uh, forceful. Um, I have a voice. I'm going to be heard. I don't really care where you are, what you think. Um, and... Uh, I, I, I really struggled with, um, the submission part, the submission part, not only in the home, but in, um, I think I've done, I think, I think the home I've always kind of had that as a safer place to be submissive, but in the workplace or in ministry, I think it's easy to kind of buck up, um, and have that. And it was actually, uh, I listened to, a. Uh, sermon by John MacArthur on women and this gentle and quiet spirit. And the Lord just really uh, convicted me of that, that that needs to be who I am through and through, throughout everything. And that he would honor that, that um, when, when I work with the executive team in my job, um, I'm still submissive um, because they are, they're the leadership um, I'm humble, um, that I'm going to, I'm going to care for them well, uh, and respect their positions. And I, I think sometimes we think that the only way that we can, uh, earn respect is to kind of push 
um, and and to be be that um, that feminist uh, that rises up in us all. And and I have to fight that too. I have to fight that 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 it is not it is not my position or my place to do that. And I need to let the Lord work through that. And and I think that's the case even in church. Um, you know, I, I'm so thankful that Daniel includes me in things and has conversations with me. And, um, I think we have such a sweet, sweet place of being able to support the men in leadership, um, through our, through our spouses, um, that we are able to be heard and valued and, uh, that it doesn't take us kind of shaking our fist or um, pushing something down that we think is the right thing, no matter what's happening. Um, I, I think there's really something to be said about that. And I think the Lord honors it. I, I definitely know that I've just seen that in my own life, that he, he is so much more in control, right? than we think we are. And, uh, and I think that's just the beautiful, the beautiful side of that gentle and quiet spirit. Amen. And, and I think that if um, one of the things that pastors have to continue to um, to work towards is hearing uh, the voices of our sisters, because uh, God has given tremendous mm-hmm. wisdom and counsel um, and godliness, uh, humility in um, the women. I know yeah. that that's very true with women at Park. Um, and Indeed. You know, when we listen well, um, we are a better congregation and we're better pastors and we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're more godly, mm-hmm. uh, truly. Um, mm-hmm. I remember this uh, yeah. summer at the uh, SBC, a pastor friend asked me, he said, uh, we're talking about, do you have any mothers in the church? And, um, so I started thinking, you know, who are the mothers of Park Baptist Church? And it was very clear that you were one of the people who came to my mind. You do help mm-hmm. mother and shepherd the church in your a loving example, you know, it's just a very sweet thing to see at sun, on Sunday morning, all mm-hmm. those young ladies coming and giving a, a, a hug to, to Jen. Um, and uh, your your girls are, are huggers, right? Some of the best huggers around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, you um, not only balance being a, a, um, a wife and a Christian in the church and having a job that's demanding, but being a mother. And of course, you love your girls yeah. and uh, you got three of them um, who you adore. Yeah. Maybe two questions. One, yeah. how do you balance um, being a working mom? Uh, and mm. then uh, we'll start with that question, then I'll ask the second one, second one in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Balance being a working mom. I think for me, one thing that's just been huge is when I take a job, and I've changed jobs a few times, one of the questions that I immediately put out there, and I will say this for any woman who wants to work for a living um, or doesn't want to but needs to, right, is to make those expectations clear. I immediately will put forward that I need flexibility. My kids come first. Um, I want to be there when they're sick. I want to be there when they have events. I want to support them and that they come first. I will give my heart and soul to the job and I'll do a great job, but when it comes to my kids, my kids come first. And, and that's usually a side conversation that I have with the person I'm going to report to to say, is this going to be a problem in the company? Is it going to be something that you are okay with? Um, and if not, if that answer is no, I, I'm not taking a job. Uh, I would turn that down in a second. And I think that's, that's something that um, is really, really important. Um, 
The work-life balance, too, for me is having time remote. So if I need a morning where I could stay home and get a few things done and wash a load of laundry and be able to answer some emails or something like that, um, I can't do it all the time. But if I can do it, that's super helpful. Um, so, yeah, that's some of the ways that I just try to balance that that work-life balance. And, and when I come home, I shut it off. I'm done for the day. And I think that's been something I really had to work towards. Um, but I really tried to disconnect, um, when the kids were little, I know I struggled with that a lot more than, than I do now. Um, but you know, I'm not on the phone. I'm not needed 24 seven, um, anymore with the job that I have currently. And so that's made a big difference in, in that work-life balance. Well, one of the, uh, the blessings, uh, that you have been given is uh, little Chloe, right? Um, who has some, yeah. uh, some, uh, some, uh, learning challenges, right. Uh, some, some mm-hmm. issues that are yeah. unique to her. Uh, how is her kind of, uh, uh unique, uh, makeup God's design and, and making mm-hmm. her kind of growing you and your dependency on the Lord? Maybe how do you, mm-hmm. so maybe some, Oof. some, th- that's a big question I know, <laughs> or maybe some, yeah. maybe yeah. some thoughts on how do you, uh, you know, some tips that you've learned from raising a child with special needs. Yeah, um, I think our children, all of our children, um, bring out the sin in your life. I think they they just accent it. Um, at least for me, they do. Um, and um, I'm a perfectionist at heart. I like things to be perfect. Um, it's something I've had to deal with um, because there there is a part of that that's just not healthy. And and for me. Um, can well up pride or self-sufficiency or whatever else there might be. Um, and I think really Chloe was a, a, part, a major part of spiritual growth. Uh, the Lord used her so much in my life of, um, it's really tough as a parent when you can't fix something for your kid. Um, when you want to give them the best, um, and you want to care for them well, and it's not, it's not right and it's not something that you can fix. And um, I had a sweet, sweet friend of ours that, uh, that we spent time with. Um, Daniel went to college with them both, her husband and her. And, her. and, and she always would say to me, uh, she'd say, it's about progress, not perfection. And that became the motto for us. And, and the Lord just really broke down that in my life and saying, you know what? You have to rely on me for this. You cannot rely on yourself to get through this. You're going to need me. And um, that was really huge for us. It was really huge for me. Um, I know that, you know, it's helped with um, loving Chloe uh, more unconditionally. Um, She's such a sweet gift uh, to our family. Um, and I'd say, you know, it just, again, puts that reliance back on the Lord, that it's nothing that we do, that it's of him, that um, everything in our life, there's nothing that's in our control. Um, he is sovereign, and he is good. And um, it, it just pushes you back to him to say, my life is yours. Use me and, and mold me more into your likeness. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I personally love Chloe's running hugs, right? She's the only one yes. I know who gives me a full church run yes. uh, and hugs. And yeah. Love it. 
Um, well, as we kind of wrap up, uh, is there anything we could be specifically yep. be praying for you about? I know that we're in the, you're in the midst of balancing life in this kind of new normal that we're experiencing with this virus, but anything right. else that we could be praying for you about? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, parenting is, is always something that's just kind of at the forefront right now. Um, trying to, uh, care for the girls well and, um, you know, help them continue to grow in Christ likeness and their love for him. And, um, you know, balance with, with all those wonderful things and the emotions and all those things that are out there. So I think parenting is just a big one of continued um, prayer in that. And I think the other for me is um, just patience. Um, you know, I think that is definitely an area that, um, especially as the stress levels continue to kind of rise through the things that are going on today and, and, and being a part of that and making major decisions and things for our company, just that, that those things don't roll over to take them out at home or on the kids. I would just continue to rely on the Lord um, and, and have time in his word. Yeah. Amen. Well, let me, let me pray to that end. Uh, Heavenly Father, yeah. we thank you so much uh, for Jen and how you have called her to yourself, how you have, sustained her through trial and you have molded and um, made her into a woman of character, a woman who loves you, a woman who wants to pursue you in all things. Father, we pray that you would allow her to do that even as she continues to raise uh, her three wonderful daughters. Father, we pray you give her and Daniel wisdom in their shepherding, Father, and and when to speak, when to to pull back, uh, where to address things and how to address things. Father, you, your word says ask for wisdom, so we do. I pray you give them wisdom and then help them lead and shepherd those sweet girls well. We pray you'd even protect those mm-hmm. girls from uh, just the stress of this season. God, they feel it as they feel uh, the emotions of their parents. I pray that you'd give Jen a peace that transcends all understanding. Guard her heart and her mm-hmm. mind in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. She uh, shepherds and leads and cares for people at work and makes decisions that the things and the weights that she carries there are not brought home, Father. Uh, so, Father, I pray that you would allow her to continue to rest in you, uh, to continue to go back to you, as she has said can, repeatedly throughout this podcast. How encouraging, Lord. I just do pray, Lord, that you would give her some sweet time in the Word, that as she opens her Word and studies um, and hears from you, that you would speak, and that you would give her comfort yeah. um, and love. So, Father, we thank you so much for this time. We pray that you continue to use Jen. Uh, in her life of her family, company, and also, God, in the life of our congregation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Mm-hmm.